you're listening to the Mind Devs Podcast, a podcast that creatively empowers you through exploration and curiosity, seeking wisdom from minds of the world. My name is Ryan Perez, a creative, curious, and ever-changing human on a mission to spread self-education and connection around the world by sitting down with fellow humans to share and reflect on impactful ideas that will grow your mind, body, and soul, developing the mind one experience at a time. Hey, Dev Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Devs Podcast, where we discuss powerful ideas to help develop your mind, body, and soul. Today, we have Leslie M. Leslie M. is a former TV host and advertising creative director turned training guru. She spent decades traveling the globe with her award-winning company, Combustion, working with executives and teams from top organizations, you know, like Google, Disney, PepsiCo, you know, ever heard of those companies, Uber, and so many more. She's turned technologists into creative forces, bankers into storytellers, and has brought a serious dose of badassness to boardrooms everywhere. Fueled by her unrelenting passion to unleash true human potential, and based on her experience working with thousands of professionals from CEOs down to new grads, Leslie is also the author of Swagger, Unleash Everything You Are and Become Everything You Want. She now devotes much of her time working as a swagger coach and speaker. She's also a passionate amateur boxer and fighter for good. Welcome, Leslie. (laughs) Welcome. This is so fun to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. So Swagger Coach. So I've never heard someone with that uh, title before. So I guess we could, I wanted to go ahead and jump right into what exactly is a Swagger Coach and what sort of experiences led you down the path to becoming a Swagger Coach? I think I get to define what a swagger coach is because I I don't know anybody else who's a swagger coach. What (laughs) I try and help people do is to reconnect with who they are authentically and figure out how to use that as their superpower. I want people to understand that what makes them so crazy powerful is the stuff that's on the inside, not just how it shows up on the outside. And I want them to stop feeling insecure, feeling like they're imposters and start owning who they are so they can be super crazy comfortable in their skin and super powerful as a result. Okay. And was there a moment that made you realize like, you know what, I got to stop everything I'm doing. I want to become a swagger coach. Like, was there like a pivotal moment where you just said, yeah, I just got to go and become a swagger coach. This was kind of the evolution of what I was doing before because I was running my training company that's called Combustion. And I'm, I, along with my team, were standing in front of these rooms and like, all over the world in all of these different countries, different cultures, working with people at all levels. So I was working with CEOs, I was working with, you know, with VPs and managers and and teams and stuff. And, and regardless of the subject matter that I was training, so it could have been leadership or creativity or communication, presentation skills, what I discovered was that there was one common factor that was holding everybody back. And that was that they just didn't believe that who they were authentically was enough to allow them to have the success that they were dreaming of. They all believed that they had to put on this fake false front, that they had to pretend to be someone or something that they weren't, that there was this idea in their head of what someone who was super credible or super powerful looked like, and they were trying to fake that instead of trusting who they really were. And when I saw that happening time and time and time again, and saw what happened when I broke them down, because that's what I do, I break them down and show them that who they really are is so much more powerful and that people will accept it. When I realized that, I went, oh, this is it. This is everything. 
because this is really at the root of everything that I was doing. Because you can train people on subject matter, but if they don't believe that they're good enough at the end of the day, all the knowledge in the world isn't going to help them. That's a much deeper thing that they need. Yeah, definitely like that sort of emotional mindset sort of thing. So uh, could you go ahead and straight out, I guess, define for us what swagger is for you? Well, when you, you know, when you hear the word swagger, you think of that arrogant show off in your yeah, face, you know, like a, cocky guy swag, yeah, you know, yeah. it's the gold chains. It's mm -hmm. the, it's the very male, you know, machismo yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there are some people who are all about that and stuff, but in general, I don't think people are so attracted by that. I think that it's intimidating mm -hmm. and it's also bull. Yeah. We know it's not, it's not legit. Um, so I've yeah. redefined what swagger is. My definition is that swagger is the ability to manifest who you really are and hold on to it in the face of all of that psychological crap that's going to come for it, regardless of the situation or environment. So you've got one face and you show up with that one face all the time. Doesn't matter if you're hanging with your friends or you're at work or you're with, you know, someone you're trying to impress or people who already know and love you. You are the same person no matter what. Hmm. Okay. So um how is swagger would you say different from like either confidence or even self-belief or is that sort of part of uh swagger well the thing that that most people are seeking is that magical thing called confidence you know mm -hmm. yeah. everybody thinks that that's going to be the the solution to their problems so i could just you know come across as being more confident in fact if you google how do I come across as more confident? The last time I Googled it, because it changes all the time, there was about 368 million hits. Mm -hmm. And most of them were about how to fake confidence when you didn't feel it. Which, by the way, is really, really, really bad advice. It's really bad advice. Really? What happens? Yeah, really bad advice. The whole fake it till you make it thing is like a prison of your own making. Because what happens is the thing that you are seeking, this confidence, does not come from the outside. It only comes from the inside and it can only come as a result of you having competence. Only when you have done something over and over and over again, and you know that no matter what happens, you know how to do it. Like once you drive a car, you know how to drive a car. So you, you have confidence in driving a car, but until you, are, you know, until you've done it in enough times, until you've hit the highway, until you've, you know, driven in the rain and the snow and situations where you've avoided an accident, you don't really have true confidence. You don't want to fake that you have confidence because that's, that's a really bad idea, I right? Don't. You want to drive at a safe speed. You want to take it easy. You want to not go on the highway when it's dangerous yeah. and stuff. So only when you've done something over and over again, will your brain, our brains are pretty resistant. Will our brain start to believe yeah. that, yeah, we got it. We got the baseline. We know what we're talking about. Someone could challenge me. I could stay. I, I know what I'm talking about. It's all good. That's when you gain legit confidence. But anytime you get thrown out of that zone, it could be because you're trying something new. You're trying yeah. to move up in your in your career. You're you're trying you're trying to take a risk of some kind. You get thrown right back into that place of not yet having competence because you're going to have to do yeah. it a bunch of times and rebuild it. So if you try and fake confidence, what it actually does is it limits your ability to gain competence. Because if you're walking around telling everybody, I got this, I know what I'm talking about, I'm all good, then you're not going to be able to ask people for help. 
That's you're true. not going to ask them to give you, you input. Open-minded. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's worse. They refer to that as the Dunning-Kruger effect. There was a big study that was done at Cornell University, and what they found was that people who who started to smoke their own crack as it were you know started to believe their own <laughs> yeah. hype and really thought like they can they were they were full of it but they were trying to convince everybody that they that they had all of this amazing competence what happened was first of all they lost the ability to make good decisions because those decisions weren't really informed and they had to make it up so their decisions are crappy because they're not based on good yeah. solid experience or competence or or intelligence to make it even worse, over time, they really did start to believe their own hype. And they convinced themselves that they were better, smarter, more adept, more capable than they were. And that's a bad idea. We see that in politics all the time. It's a really <laughs> yeah. dangerous recipe, right? So that degree of humility that you need to have in order to be better is super important. But yeah. there's this thing called self-belief. And that's a whole different jam. Self-belief does not require confidence. Self-belief is just that unerring feeling that, you know what, I don't really know what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm at okay. this place in my journey. That's where I am. But I believe that I can push forward and I can kind of step off that cliff and I'm not going to die. Mm. I'm going to have the adventure of learning. I might hit a few branches on the way down, you know, like things could happen. Yes. But I know that I'm not going to die. So I'm willing to take the risks that are required to get through this, this yeah. you know, growing my competence thing. That's what makes you a badass in this life is that self-belief. Yeah, no, definitely. And I love you, you mentioned in another uh, in a other interview, you said when, uh, what is it? I think it was Looney Tunes, when, uh, what is it? The coyote looks down and that's yeah. when he starts to fall down. I love that yes. analogy, that yeah. was really cool. Like talking about self-belief, as soon as he looks down, that's when he actually falls. Like, yeah, uh, cause it's really that, look that, at it. The way that I want people to imagine it is if you're if you're you have the feeling that you're stepping off the cliff. We all know what that feeling mm. is like, like, oh, yes. my God, I'm doing this thing. I don't know what I'm doing. Ah, right. You, and you feel like you're going to die. The thing is, when you take that step off the cliff, the, the ground has a way of coming up and meeting your foot. So you take a step and you go, oh, oh look, I'm walking. I'm walking here. I'm walking. And then you take another step and oh my God, the ground comes up to meet your foot. You're still walking. But if you look down, you're going to see air yep. because the step will not reveal itself until you take it. So the, mm. the, the, the courage that you have to have is to not look down, eyes front, self-belief, take the step and believe that the ground is going to come up to meet you. You probably don't want to run off the cliff. Because you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's just yeah. not smart. But if you take a step after step, you go, okay, look, I'm still standing. This is awesome. Take a second, regroup. You can walk all the, all the way to the next goal. It's a beautiful thing. Just don't look down. And you got to know, you got to believe that that ground is going to come up and, and meet your foot. Mm, nice. Yes, I definitely agree. Makes sense. Now, I'm curious as to like just looking back in your life, would you say there was anyone in your life that had a deep impact on your personal swagger? Oh, my mom. My mom's mom? a badass. Yeah, yeah, my mom was a badass. And so um, my my mom was someone who she wasn't your traditional mom in any way, shape, or form. She was always an entrepreneur. She always did her own thing. She was not 
the classic, you know, stay at home mom who made cookies and who was always there to drive us to school. She was out traveling the world. She was doing her thing, running her, her business. Um, and what she instilled in both my sister and I was the sense of anything is possible. We were told over and over and over again to never pretend to be anything that we were not because who we were was awesome and that the world would figure it out. We didn't have to, to change ourselves to fit into the world that as long as we were good humans mm -hmm. and we pursued our dreams and our place of purpose, mm -hmm. we could do anything. And whenever we had doubts, which we did because we're human, we would say, oh, I wish, you know, I wish I could be that person who was on TV or I wish I could be a singer yeah. or I wish. And she would look at us and she would say, why not you? And then she would wait for an answer. My mother didn't play. She was like, and the answer is, and if we tried to give her some bull answer about why we couldn't, she would very quickly tell us why someone was going to get to do that cool thing. And if you didn't ask for it and you didn't put yourself forward and you weren't prepared to do the work, you know, you were never going to get it. But that was the only mm -hmm. thing stopping you is that you had to take that step off the cliff. And not look down. And not look down. Not look down. <laughs> Okay. See, yeah, you're getting it. You're getting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so then how would you suggest, because, you know, you definitely, someone with a lot of swagger, suggest for someone who's trying to take that first step towards developing their swagger and sort of their self-belief in themselves. I think the important thing is to figure out really exactly where you're getting stuck. Because it feels yeah. like a mountain that needs to be climbed sometimes. You feel like, okay, I'm in this place of of not feeling very confident or not mm -hmm. feeling comfortable speaking my truth, yeah. or I feel like I'm being judged by the world. I feel like I'm not lovable. The real me isn't lovable. All that stuff that, that gets mm -hmm. in the way. It yeah. can feel super overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And the secret is to, to kind of do this little analysis on where is your swagger getting stuck? Because once you can, and it may be a whole variety of places. That's why I created this concentric circles model that identifies what I believe are the key swagger blockers. And mm -hmm. once you figure out where you get stuck the most, you can start working on that particular area. You don't have to eat the whole mountain, you know? Yeah. You just want to take a little bite, one little, one little bite okay. and see how it feels. So that that's, you mm -hmm. know, because I come from a training background, the book yeah. is full of exercises. Because mm -hmm. I didn't want this just to be like this inspirational, like it's raw, raw, come on, everybody, find yeah. your swagger, it's all good, nah, that doesn't work. I wanted mm -hmm. it to be super practical, super pragmatic, oh, okay. that it was gonna hold your hand step by step by step. Otherwise, I knew it would not work. So mm -hmm. the key, the first thing is self-awareness. And ain't nobody watching, nobody's judging, it's just you in the book, you and your swagger. And you just break it down and, and ask yourself, is it, persona is it ambition is it insecurity is it fear is it pain or is it a little bit of each one of them pick one and start working on that because then you're going to see a change you'll see a little change and you'll grow a little bit of courage and you'll go ooh, okay it works this yeah. is awesome and then you'll take okay. another little step and so on and before you know it you're starting to find that yeah. that swagger and and you'll learn how to unleash it I see. So it's just sort of like showing up consistently and making those, again, tiny little steps of progress. Nice. Yeah, okay. because it's a journey. It's not a, yeah. a one-time event. You know, yeah. finding your swagger not is not, 
you wake up yeah you don't wake marathon. up one morning and go yeah it's exactly and and okay. anybody who's run a marathon not me but anyone <laughs> who's run a marathon will, will tell you that i mean you know yeah. the first mile can be as hard as the 15th mile it all depends on you the kind of runner you are and you can want to give up because it's exhausting but you know that if you just keep going you're going to get there if you just put one foot in front of the other it's inevitable you're going to cross the finish line and it's the same with swagger Okay. So you mentioned swagger blockers. So I'm curious, what have you found to be like perhaps the biggest one that holds people back? I think it's different for everyone. I really do because okay. we're complex human beings. Yeah, and I true. think that, that so much of our, of our swagger limiters are based on our individual experiences. You know, if you were, mm -hmm. if you were raised in a household, for example, where um, you were told that, you know, People like us in our family, we don't really have those big dreams. We tend to take the safe jobs and we tend to just, you know, just do something that has security and don't yeah. dream too big or or we're in a in a in a family where we didn't feel equal to our siblings, let's say, or mm -hmm. we really struggled in school and we got a really hard time from from our teachers, for example, and we were told that we were never going to amount to anything and we weren't smart enough or whatever. All of this stuff just takes yeah. root in us and it becomes the story that we tell ourselves. And, and so the story that we've been telling ourselves is kind of the thing mm -hmm. that we need to unpack and figure out where it came from and, and what's, what's the result of that, you know? So yeah. I think that it's, you know, it's different for everybody. I've identified the blockers of persona, ambition, insecurity, fear, and pain because they're pretty universal. But okay. each one has its own, you know, shade like and color and where yeah. it comes from. Yeah. So, okay. um, I mean, I don't, I wish that I had a, you know, this, this microscope that I could put everybody's soul under so I could see exactly mm -hmm. where, but, um, but I find that when we ask ourselves a lot of questions and, and you kind of do the work, you start to go, yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah. That sounds like where I'm, where I'm really stuck. You know, if, for okay. example, you had really painful experiences, then it might be pain. If you were conditioned yeah. to be fearful of the world, it could be fear. Yeah. If you didn't have a lot of reassurance in your life that you were good enough, it might be insecurity. If you validate yourself by success, your blocker might be ambition. If you're really freaking afraid of what, what people have to say about you and how they judge you, it might be persona. Mm, okay. Nice. So then, because I've also found with with narrowing down, I guess, like the values or kind of where you come from, it, it it's very difficult to, I guess, come up with the question yourself. Um, like I know for me personally, trying to find questions, I have to either uh, do a lot of just sitting down and trying to just think and see what pops in my mind, or I do also read a lot of books. So I found books tend to really help, just help me think and narrow down sort of my questions. But I guess, so then, since it's very general for, for a lot of people, right? And as we said, different intricacies and whatnot, is there any maybe question or set of questions that you found have been helpful for people to narrow down uh, perhaps their blockers and to help them develop that swagger? I mean, there are there are so many, and I think I yeah, think okay. it's more, it's not just sort of questions. I like people to take some kind of action because when we take action, we are more changed by it. So that's yeah. why I created exercise. It was like, okay, here, do this thing step-by-step. Step. I'll give you an example of, yeah. of an exercise that I get people to do. Um, I get them to write a letter to themselves mm -hmm. from that negative inner voice, from that inner saboteur. 
because mm. we all have one, right? We all have yes. that little voice that chirps in our head and tells mm -hmm. us why we're not good enough and why we're full of it and why people will never yeah. like us or will never be successful or whatever your thing is. So mm -hmm. I get them to write a letter and I say, just go full tilt. Don't hold mm -hmm. back anything. It's, it's just for you and, and for me if I'm coaching them, but it's just for you. Yeah. And I want you to just let it rip, pull that monster out of the closet, hold it up to the light and you know, and I, I love to give that voice, um, a, 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 give it a, a tone as well. Like mine mm -hmm. sounds like the Grinch, you know, dear loser, you don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. And you really get it all out of your system. Once you've written it down and it's on paper, it's there. That's kind of like the story that you've been telling mm -hmm. yourself, right? Yeah. Then what I get them to do is to write a rebuttal to the letter but they're only allowed to use facts and proof points, not just opinions and, no, I'm okay. not, I'm really no awesome. I'm, I mean, no emotions, facts. Okay. So go back through the facts of your life, go back through what you've accomplished, go back through anything that's a proof point to counter the voice. So <clears throat> for example, let's say the voice says, dear loser, you don't know what you're talking about. You have no formal accreditation to run a training company, which would be me, and that would be true. Mm -hmm. And then I could go, well, um, I have spent the last 13 years traveling the globe, training Fortune you know, 10 companies, and I've never had anyone complain about the quality of my training. In fact, um, we have won many awards. That's a fact. Okay. So that's just a fact. It's not an opinion. It's not, yes, I am. And I know what I'm talking about. It. Don't be mean to me. So you use, you can go and you just break it down fact by fact by fact. So now you have this little sort of synopsis, this little resume of, of swagger that you have. Mm -hmm. So now what we want to do is we want to learn to record over that negative tape, that negative voice yeah. using facts. Okay. So what I get people to do is to take all those facts and distill them down into a little swagger mantra, right? Uh, and that okay. swagger mantra is the thing that whenever that negative self-talk voice comes out, you go up, 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 and you immediately hammer back with your little distilled swagger mantra. You, you want to stop at having traction moving forward because some voice will play in your head you can replace what plays in your head and yes. over time what's going to happen is that new swagger mantra that distilled series of facts will be the voice that comes up and you will literally give that negative voice a beat down you'll beat it into submission and replace it with the fact i see okay so so swagger definitely isn't one of those where once you find it you have it forever it's more if you have to continuously sort of remind yourself and work with that swagger that you found well, I think once you find it, mm -hmm. you know that it's there. So it never really goes away and you will never lose it. It'll have okay. moments. Yeah. It'll have moments. Swagger will slip, you know, okay. haters gonna hate mm -hmm. and we're just human and we're going to react. But the beauty is that once you have swagger, you know that you can come back to it and okay. that you can sort of rekindle it. So you can have yeah. bad days. You okay. can have moments of self doubt, but you will no longer be crippled. You okay. because you'll have seen that the facts of your life and the, and the truth, your intention, your self belief, your badassness, is there. Okay. Right. So once you yeah. once you've got it, you will always have it. But like anything, ebbs and flows, yes. you know, comes okay. and goes, yeah. but never disappears. Never will never disappear on you. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting.
Yeah, so the importance of that first step. So the first step is probably harder than even resetting back to that like first point, right? Because once you take in the first step, you get that experience and you can always go back to that. Okay, interesting. So yeah, then, because I mean, look, when you're in your when you're on the journey and mm, it's not yet solid yet, yeah. and you have some setbacks, you know, people yeah. talk crap about you or your you know, your integrity is quite like it can be a million mm. things. You're gonna go, oh, and you're going to revert to what you're used to doing. Mm-hmm. But over time, you realize that those things aren't working for you and you have new things in your head and new yeah. exercises, new tools that you can use because the, the mm-hmm. book is going to give you a toolkit. So yeah. you'll have new ways to respond to the old challenges and, and, and the old voices that are playing. That's the great thing, right, is that you're no mm-hmm. longer kind of victimized by the external stuff because you're more in control and empowered with the internal stuff. Mm, okay, yeah. I love how like values and like habits are, are found to be very similar in the sense of like, like so whenever I have to try and develop a new habit, you have to go ahead and try a bunch of these different things and then revert back to, well, okay, what is it that actually worked? Because you tried five different things and you didn't like four out of the five. So the same yeah. sort of with your values and your swagger, you have to not necessarily be afraid to take the first step go ahead and just try these few different things and see okay what worked for you and then sort of reset back nice okay yeah because swagger is not it doesn't manifest in the same way for everybody there's not one way to show up with your swagger it's going to be authentic to you to that to your uniqueness your individual personality your it's not going to be like like this no okay so no, no, no. Oh. If you're quiet, if you're chill, if you're introspective, if you're an introvert, it's going to manifest really differently than if you're someone like me, who's like in your face and all over the place, right? Someone, it's, it's, it's really, it's more about kind of self-awareness um, and than it is about, it's like self-assuredness. Okay. It's, the, it's the belief that whoever you are, should not be changed by anybody else. So for example, okay. if you're someone who who is more more internally focused and you've got a boss at work who's saying, you know, you got to be louder in meetings and you got to, yeah. you know, get in more in people's faces and stuff you go mm-hmm. eh, 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 eh. what I need to learn to do is to dial up my intensity. My my own personality. I need to figure out how to make sure I'm getting heard. But I can get people to lean in. I don't have to pretend to be someone that I'm not in order to get them to hear me. Right? I don't have to be that in order to get validation or to get or to be credible. I just need to find my own way of doing it. Hmm. Okay. So then how does someone like in a more, I guess, either professional setting, or I guess, even like what academic academia sort of setting, who has embraced their swagger, find that sort of uh, balance between using the swagger, but then I guess sort of the expectations of either you're at work or you're at school, like balancing that swagger with with sort of the expectations from others. Well, I think there's a difference between the 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 kind of human being and the human doing a little bit, because um, if you look if you look at work, for example, the mm-hmm. one of the reasons that people will say, oh, you know, I have to hide who I really am because otherwise I'm not going to be professional that that's not professional behavior. Nobody wants to see all of me, which is bull. Their professionalism is showing up on time. It's being respectful of your colleagues. It's being accountable for the work that you do. It's about being accountable for your team. Um, It's about, excuse me, um, taking your work seriously, but not taking yourself 
too seriously. There are a lot of ways to show up professionally without assimilating into some Borg, you know, into like losing yourself in that, in that process. So that applies to everything. Cause you think about, think about the circle of the people that you know, and there are some people who are in your face and there are some people who are more laid back and quiet. Do you have less respect for the people who are laid back and quiet than you do for the loud and showy people? Nope. Nope. Not at all. Cause it's just who they are. And in many cases, the people who are quieter, you know, the still waters run deep that mm -hmm. what they're saying is no, no, no. It's up to you to lean forward to me. I don't need yeah. to get my stuff all over you. Right. So <laughs> I, I actually find those people to be more interesting. I'm like, Oh yes. Okay. I'm gonna lean in and pay attention here. Cause there's stuff going oh. on and they, you know, if they're, if they're, showing up in a way that's authentic to them and it's mm -hmm. consistent and they're not going to be swayed by other people the right people will recognize that that's amazing and they'll gravitate towards that and the other people will not and to hell with them mm. nice very nice okay i love so then, i'm watching you process it's very yeah cute. no i love it it's, it's it's great it's like oh okay yeah because yeah, then i was curious okay. like okay like how can you use the swagger to influence like perhaps your team or whatever or oh, like yeah. your your colleagues well, you know. the thing the thing about about swagger is that it is driven by truth intention and self-belief and and when when people know that you are speaking your truth they will trust you more and when they trust you more they're willing to connect with you more they're willing to share with you more. And the more we know about each other and the more we understand about each other, the more powerful the influence that we can have over each other. And I mean that in a positive way. You don't want to use your swagger powers for evil. You only okay. want to use them for, for good. So, yeah, so if you example, have bad intentions. Yeah. Then, oh, no, no, okay. no. That's that's bad swagger. Not allowed. Okay. So truth is is speaking what you believe needs to be said right now, mm -hmm. but only in a way that's going to be good for the collective because things can be good for you and for the collective at the same time. But if you're, if you're speaking your truth just so that you can get noticed, just so that, that you can, you know, look like you're a badass or to uh, bring somebody else down or to try and take something away from somebody else, it's not going to fly. It's never yeah. going to fly. Okay. No one, no one has time for that. And if your intention is not to be a positive contributor to the collective or the greater good, then shut up. Yeah. You know, and, and what, and what people forget is that what's good for them can also be good for the collective. So if you, if you are trying to advance your career, for example, mm -hmm. if you speak your truth in ways that you believe are good for the collective, then they're going to recognize that as your contribution and thus your leadership potential is going to be recognized you're you're going to end up leading from the sides you don't necessarily have to lead from a leadership position that's how you become a natural leader okay. is by saying i'm just going to speak my truth i'm going to have the courage to do that i'm going to have respect for my clients i'm going to stick up for people i'm going to shield them from things i'm going to work really hard to make sure that we succeed as a collective all of those things are going to be the keys to success at the end of the day anyway right so but if your intention is to do it just for you nobody yeah. is going to have your back nobody is going to support you in that process they're going to find you out and then you're on your own and as a leader yeah. when you do that as a leader when you behave like that not only are you modeling what you want your people to do 
Mm -hmm. right? You want your people to be able to speak their truth. You want them to be open. You want them to bring their full selves to the party, not to limit what they bring to work. You want them to bring it all. You want emotions to be safe territory. You want people to feel like they're not being judged negatively and all of that good stuff. So when you do that as a leader, it's good for everyone. And when you do that as part of a team, it's good for everyone. And you don't have to limit your swagger as long as your intention is not just to do everything for yourself. Okay. So, you know, with your experience with working with leadership and managers and pretty much everyone, I'm curious then, what would you say is like the most important value you found for a leader? Um, I, again, it's really hard to, to dictate what, what values are important for other people. And I would never be so arrogant as to, to dictate. Um, but I do think that connection is really important. My, my friend, Brant Menzor, who wrote the book, mm-hmm. Black Sheep, yes. you know, well, yeah. right. He's, he's an amazing guy. And mm-hmm. very often when you look at, if you know, when, when, when they do an assessment on people and, and they, they come up with all kinds of things, love and family and community and faith and all of these things, what you realize is that when you distill it down, it's really about connection. That's what you're saying is important to you. And if you truly are driven by the desire to connect, then you have time for it. You have patience for it. You have empathy. You, the, the, another person is as important to you as you are to yourself. Um, and all of that stuff leads to, you know, better community, whether it be at school, whether it be at work, whether it be in life. So I think that if you have a genuine desire, if you are driven by the value of connection, then it can make all that other stuff way, way easier, you know, as opposed yeah. to be to being driven by, you know, power, for example, or or um, your your key value being, um, you know, uh, intelligence. I think then yeah. it then it sort of holds you above other people because not everybody is as smart as everybody else. When people are, are smart in different ways, so the yeah. connection thing will allow you to appreciate and respect that, and it, it it's better for the collective. And definitely. Uh, speaking with like other coworkers from like maybe different departments who have different managers, leaders. Yeah, that's definitely like, I would say the thing that sticks with them the most, like they would say, oh, there was this one time I was, I was really sick or perhaps my, my kid had to go to the hospital and they were like, they, all they remember is that their managers told them, don't even worry about it, just go take care of it instead of being like, oh, you have to go and put in all this paperwork for this or for that. Like, yeah. And so that motivated them to, in a sense, okay, well, when it's time to go ahead and do work, well, we're going to go to work as a team. I don't mind working an extra hour or two because we're That's all right. here together, connecting, connected together to get our overall goals accomplished. So absolutely, nice. absolutely. Yeah. Wisdom there. Wisdom, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> all right. So what's something new you are currently learning now? Well, um, I'm learning how to market a book. Which is nice. which is super challenging and super fun, and doing it in, in the midst of a pandemic. So that's extra yes. super fun. Yes. Um, I'm also it's it's fun because I'm I'm spending a lot more time on social media than I did before, um, because because my company uh, was really a company that was built out of referrals and word of mouth. We didn't spend a lot of time marketing the company, even though I, I'm a former advertising creative director and I've got a lot yeah. of, you know, previous experience in, in how to market and so on. I never really had to do it other than to build the brand of my company. So I was a little lax on social because I didn't really need to. But now 
that I'm building the swagger brand, which is very much associated with me, I've had to go nuts on social. And I gotta say, I'm having a lot of fun because as mentioned earlier, I don't take myself that seriously. <laughs> so I, I love I following have... your account. It's great. Like I, I find all these like fun little reels and, and pictures and stuff. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely it's appreciate not, it. <laughs> you know, it's not like it, that. That's the thing is that, um, I actually I just I just made a video for for IGTV today talking about again you don't have to take yourself so seriously in order for the work that you're doing to be taken seriously and I know that that part of that connection is through laughter it's through empathy it's through a sense of of play and all that that kind of stuff so I um I I'm more in service of my message than I am of my own ego, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, I'll do anything. I just want to have fun <laughs> with it and, and make it enjoyable for people because nobody owes me anything. Nobody has to follow me. Nobody has to read this book. But I know that if I can get this book into as many hands as possible, it has the power to really, really change lives. I believe that with my whole soul or I wouldn't be doing it. So I'm in service of the message of the book and I'll do just about anything <laughs> to get that message across. I love that you're serving the people instead of the people trying to like serve you. Like I love, nope. I love that. If yeah. I could, honestly, if I could, I would just give away the book to anybody who wanted to read it. That's what I, I would love. So should I win the lottery? We're going to make that happen. That's a guarantee. Okay. I would do that. And then some, I would just <laughs> give the book to everyone, everybody. I would do whatever I could to unleash as much swagger as possible. Because I believe that a world filled with swagger is a much happier, much better place. And I'm for it all. I'm all for it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and the books up there, I, I absolutely love the cover. So I love, I saw the colors and I'm like, wow, that looks awesome. So yeah, it jumps off the page. For sure. <laughs> yes. It definitely pops. It's like, whoa, ooh, that looks cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So then I'm curious, what question or mantra do you ask yourself every day? Well, I still, I still do the, why not me? Okay. I still do the, why me? And I also ask myself a lot, what's the worst thing that can happen? Because the answer is usually nothing that bad. Yeah. What's the worst yeah. thing that can happen? I would rather get it out of my system and figure out the answer than have it rolling around in my head. That's one of my tricks, you know, is just yeah. get it out of your head, play it out. And usually when you start to play it out in reality in terms of the worst thing that can happen, the worst thing is actually not that yeah. bad. And it certainly isn't worth you not taking, mm -hmm. you know, getting on the ride. I'd rather get yeah. on the ride. Yeah, see what happens. We always tend to play up like this whole thing in our head and then we actually ask ourselves, well, what is the worst that, ha that could happen from this? Yeah. No, I want people crazy. like you, when you, you know, in your head, it's uh -huh. like, I'm going to end up homeless on the street. Like, whoa, 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 hang on a second. And when you start to play it out in real life, you realize that the worst thing that can happen is you might have to have a do over. You, know? you might have to go, well, that didn't work. Let me try this instead. And, you know, any entrepreneur will tell you, you're probably going to have to do that 25 times anyway to figure out exactly what you want to do. So just go for it. The longer you wait, the, the longer it takes to get the results that you're that you're looking for. So what's the worst thing that could happen? Eh, you know, life is long. True. I've learned yeah. life is long. Yeah, yes, it is. So then and where can people go ahead and uh, get in touch with you or your book or I know you have a website. Yeah, you can find all things Leslie M swagger coaching, all the stuff about uh, about kind of what I what I can do for you at Leslie and that's spelled L E S L I E e h 
m.com you can check out all the book stuff at swaggerthebook.com i tried to make that really easy mm -hmm. and if you want to just come and laugh <laughs> follow me on social i mean i try and drop some wisdom bombs too fair fair mm -hmm. to say yeah it's a combination you, I, I think of, you, you've done like quotes right there's like yeah. sometimes you'll have so, quotes and then you have like little got, funny reels yeah I got Great. all the stuff. I got excerpts from the book. I've got all kinds of fun stuff. So that's um, on Instagram. I'm at Leslie M Speaks. You can also follow me on LinkedIn. That's at Leslie M. On Twitter, at Leslie M. And Facebook, at Leslie M okay. Speaks. And if you want to have some fun, mm -hmm. go to uh, swaggerthebook.com. And right off the homepage, no obligation, you can take your own proof of swagger assessment. It's 10 questions yes, for yourself. Yeah, so you got to do it. And then once you've read the book and you start to do the work, you mm -hmm. can take the assessment again and right. see how has your swagger yeah. moved. Okay. What's going on? Cool. So you can do that as well. Awesome. Cool. And then I look the, forward to taking it twice then. <laughs> yes, do it. Do it twice. And the book comes out cool. May 10th. May 10th. Um, so I don't know. We'll see if if this is, uh, depending on when this, when people are listening to this, the uh, the book may be out already. You can get it on all good book resellers or book, book sellers. So, you know, your Amazons, your Indigos, your Barnes and Nobles, your Books a Million, all of that stuff. It's going to be cool. everywhere. Awesome. And then uh, just last, like, is, is there anything I could do to go ahead and better serve you? Oh my God, I love you. Um, I don't know. I, you know, the best thing you could do mm -hmm. is unleash your swagger for the world. Because what I, I think right. you, you, it sounds to me like you've got a fair bit already. So you sound like a pretty self-aware dude. So I, uh, I think that you know, spread the message okay. of swagger yeah. to everybody because I think it's something mm -hmm. they need to hear. And keep giving your platform to interesting people. And um, don't uh, don't worry about the resume. Listen to their to their ideas i think that's yes. important because everybody's got to build the resume mm -hmm. they might not have it yet but they may be the next great thinker so i i judge huh. people based on their their thoughts and ideas more mm -hmm. so than i do the resume thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode please 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 leave a review and let us know what you learned what you loved wishing you great success continue developing the mind one experience at a time <laughs>